In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. Welcome everyone to episode 16 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode, we're going in the pits with Brian Wolf. He's the man behind the camera for Verbal. Brian, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Doing really good. Hell yeah, man. Good to have you on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah, this uh celebrity here online. I uh <laughs> every time, you know, I was posting all the episodes this week and like the schedule for the month, just every time that uh Brian would share it from his verbal page, it was like, your post got shared by this account with like over a hundred thousand followers or whatever. And I'm like, jeez. <laughs> they let you know. Yeah, I know. So uh Brian, for those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? So for the Texas paintball scene, I'm honestly very, very new to it. It's been about four years. Um, I think I started playing again in 2018. Uh, as paintball goes, you know, we, we come, we take some breaks, and and uh, that's kind of how it goes. So I started playing um, in Virginia in like 1995. So, you know, on and off through the years. And then uh, I think we played at a birthday party. Uh, we played some 50 Cal. Um, and I just got the itch again. And I was like, okay, well, hang on. Let me let me go out and, and see what's going on. And luckily, I think uh, uh, NXL was actually at the Motor Speedway uh, like the next weekend or something. So I was like, okay, let's just go, you know, see what's going on at NXL and all that. So I went out there and just got fully bit by the bug again and came mm-hmm. back. But yeah, so super new to Texas paintball, but uh, you know, we've we've been going pretty strong since we've been here. So it's uh good to have you back and you've definitely made a huge impact on the scene in the last four years. Uh so you said you started playing again in you said twenty eighteen. So yep. have yep. have you uh played competitively with any teams? Um, so when I came back I played with um uh PPS SFO. Um, they're based out of fun on the run. So I went and played walk-ons at fun on the run and, you know, that's just where I was playing at. So I, 
uh, naturally progress to, you know, say, oh, well, they're having tryouts. Let's go try out there. And, and um, so, yeah, I played a couple tournaments with them. And uh, then I picked up the camera, you know. Sweet. Uh, so you pretty much just with PPS SFO, did you have any, uh, other teams that you played with competitively, like kind of before you took your long break? No, no, always, you know, just, uh, never, never had joined a, t- a tournament team before. Um, like I said, played on and off all over Florida, Colorado, Virginia. Um, so kind of, kind of all over. Um, but then at, uh, in 2018 was the first time I actually joined a team and decided, you know, let's do this thing. Oh man, are you uh, are you still playing events with them? Or are you pretty much just solely behind the camera these days? So now I like I love mechanical paintball. So like uh, paintball fit has Mech X Ball now, which is really cool. I played a couple of those. Um, what else? I played a scenario this last weekend, so that you know that was just for fun. But um, yeah, I get out there and I play. You know, play a couple scenarios a year. I love them and. Uh, and the mechanical stuff, uh, ten man is very tempting, right? Ten man mechanical, that's uh, get me interested, but uh, we'll see. I don't know, I'll be I'll be ranked D five again next year, so we'll see. Maybe we'll uh, <laughs> uh, get it going. Well, uh, enjoy that D five ranking while you can, as I'm sure you're very well aware of. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'll be D five, but I get the forty year old bonus next year. You know, to the decay of points. So. Oh, nice. Nice. That's a very coveted status right there. So, <laughs> right, so Brian, right. uh, tell me more about the name verbal. Okay. So, uh, verbal is based on verbal kint, which is from the movie, the usual suspects. Um, it's a Kevin Spacey movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend going and watching it. And, um, I put the H in there so I could get my name, uh, pretty much in any game. Right, because I, you know, coming up, I was like playing games, but it was actually my AIM name uh, back in the day. My AOL Instant Messenger name was Verbal with an H, and I just kind of used that name, you know, throughout. And uh, I was like, oh, I can get my name on everything. It's it's short, although I do have to explain um, it's Verbal with an H, and then people are like, wait, what? So I say Verbal. Um, but I mean, you know, I've always introduced myself as uh, Brian with an I and then Wolf with an E. So why wouldn't we have verbal with an H, you know? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so kind of with that name verbal, um, I guess, like why, you know, have you ever thought about changing it to something more, uh, I guess, paintball related or recognizable or has it always just been you? Yeah, it's just been the brand I've built um, for a while now. Uh, so like on Twitch, um, I'm partnered and that's my name, my username on Twitch as well. Um, so yeah, I've just, I've just stuck with it. Uh, it's worked out pretty good and uh, I kind of, kind of dominate. I need to change Facebook to be just verbal. But uh, other than that, we have it on, you know, every, every platform. Cool. Yeah. And you're definitely been uh, blowing up lately, especially. Uh, so Brian, how did you get your start in photography? So this is this actually goes back to Twitch. Um, so I got partnered with Twitch in 2016 playing Pokemon Go. So this it was so hard to stream Pokemon Go. There, there's a number like the the barrier mm-hmm. to entry was like super high because first of all you needed unlimited data. So I had a hotspot that I got off eBay, um, and so I was using like 13 gigs of data a day off this hotspot. And I was like, dude, they're going to shut it down at some point. 
But so I had that and then I had like a tablet and um, I had a selfie stick that had a tablet and then a cell phone on top. And so on top, I was Skyping myself uh, and I would control the Skype with my other phone. Uh, I'd control the computer at home. So I'd call myself on Skype and then it would broadcast the my um, my video. And then I, it captured the uh, gameplay and that was going back to my computer as well. So I'd control the whole stream through my phone, which was pretty sketchy, but it, you know, we made it work. Mm. So there's a place here in Allen, Texas that I'd go and play Pokemon Go and we'd have, uh, there's four Pokestops. You could sit in your car and you could lure them all up and you could sit there and spin them. So if it was real hot, I could just sit in the car with the AC rolling. Um, but if it wasn't hot, you could walk around and hit like a dozen different stops. Um, so this, what this, this got me a lot of like technical knowledge of, you know, all these different, these different things. But so when I kind of finished streaming Pokemon Go, I would sit at home and I wanted better webcam quality. So I bought like a Canon 70D and uh, I set that up. I think that, I, I think I actually had that even before I started the Pogo thing, but um, it really got going afterwards. Cause I was like, well, let me take this camera and take a photo of my dog. So that's what it started with. I was like, let me, let me just see, I have this camera sitting here. Let's see if we can take a good photo. And, uh, I was like, okay, that's not too bad. And then the brother-in-law was playing like third grade basketball. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's start with the, the youth sports. Um, so I, uh, I started doing that and I kept learning and I kept going to YouTube and I kept looking like, all right, how do I do this? How do I do this? And, um, yeah, so that's how it got going. Is I just, I just wanted better webcam quality on my live stream. <laughs> uh, so are you team uh, Valor, Mystic, or Instinct? Uh, I was Valor. I like red. Is you know red red's oh. red's my favorite color. So uh, <laughs> you know we got red, 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 red. Man, yep. so my wife is Mystic and I'm Instinct. So ugh. you could have picked <laughs> all, either one of those. But all represented uh, presently. All right. um, yeah, so um, I was actually the first max level. Level 40 was the max level when it came out. Uh, they've since raised it, but I was the first level 40 on Twitch. There was a couple of us streaming it pretty hardcore. Uh, even Summit had streamed it a little bit. Um, but top top 100 in the world, level 40s, which was pretty cool. I hit it like right after Thanksgiving. So the game came out in July, and then uh, right after Thanksgiving, I hit level 40, and it was a big, big celebration. As def Pokemon Go was definitely very hot at that time. Uh, I I do remember <laughs> Summit. I remember him getting like swatted while he was doing it. Right, right, yeah. That I was always so scared of that. Like I was always, you know, because like people know where you are. Like you mm -hmm. can figure it out. Like it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I would never say like specifically where I was, but but you could figure out in a heartbeat where I was. Um, so I never, I never had any issues, but I had a friend, Pope Dave, who would stream out in Santa Monica and he had a, he had a homeless dude just, just run by and punch him and take Goodness. off. And it's just a whole ordeal. Jeez. I can't, I can't imagine. It's like you have all of that equipment to manage and so many things can go wrong. Like right. any, any one of those things. And then it's just like, oh, you've finally done all of it. And then just some idiot tries to come and ruin it all for you. Yeah. Right. Right. And the thing about Skype is Skype calls would only keep video on for four hours. So if I stayed on for longer than four hours, I'd have to recall myself from my phone, you know, controlling my mm -hmm. computer at home, which was just the biggest, you know, 
ordeal, but uh, I don't know. It was worth it. We were doing pretty good. We we're you know, hundreds of viewers, and yeah, it was rocking. It was it was good times. Oh yeah. So, uh, what made you transition from that to uh, shooting for paintball photography? Okay, so I got you know after doing that, um, I started to once I started taking photos, I got really into it. I was like, okay, I like this a lot. So. Um, I would start doing um, sports photos, you know, whatever sport I could shoot, I would go out and I'd try to shoot it. Um, and then uh, uh, after starting to play paintball again, playing tournament paintball, I was like, all right, well, let's let's see what I can do. And uh, I went out there and they were pretty good. Like from the start, they were all pretty, pretty nice quality photos. And we just we just ran from there. Like cool, uh, if you go to my um sorry about that if you go to my like uh my Facebook page like the little uh, it's our friend Curtis diving like that's from the first tournament I shot and that is a banger. <laughs> wow! Oh, you must have gotten uh, a lot of practice and gotten a lot of things figured out before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I said, the brother-in-law was playing basketball, so I'd shoot him through the years. Um, I just look for more basketball. You know, bring the bring the camera. You know, wherever I went and just kept shooting. Cool. So kind of speaking of basketball, uh, you don't just shoot for paintball. Like you also post reels and highlights from uh, the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA and also their uh, G League affiliate team, the Texas Legends. So are you also a professional photographer for the Mavericks? No, no. I just I just bring the camera in. Um, I learned the longest lens that you could bring in. Uh, it's about the size of a credit card. Uh, so I found the best lens I could uh, in that um uh that was that long and so i just and just you get good tickets and it that's how i was able to get maverick stuff but like the g league teams they're pretty um you know you can put in a media request and they'll let you in uh wnba as well uh so i just kept you know just put in for media passes and you get a lot of no's but they'll they'll start you know they start to let me in um the the mavs did have some positions available this year uh photographer and assistant no assistant photographer and a videographer but it just wasn't you know it just wasn't in the cards so gotcha um do you find that you get a lot of like traction and popularity on those highlights like from basketball fans at all or is it pretty much just all paintball nope no uh the the brand is all based on paintball uh i always i always get uh sad that the basketball ones don't do as well, but mm. that's fine. I still love it. Like I'm going to post what I really like no matter what. I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to keep posting that. Like I've been doing a lot of high school football recently. I do the Allen uh, Eagles games out here, which is absolutely ridiculous. They have a, it's a high school, but they have a 17,000 person stadium. Jeez. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the top. That's where uh, Kyler Murray went. Mm. So yeah, I put out a, a football or a video highlight video each week from for Alan as well. Very cool. Is that just kind of like a volunteer thing or how how did that work out exactly? Yep. Yep. That's that's just I'm just doing that for the for the love of the game. Uh it's it's great though because it keeps me on it, like keeps me editing videos. So I don't really edit a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. You know, most of my stuff is short form content. So this, this keeps me learning and, and trying to make better, longer videos and such. So it's been, it's been pretty good. I, I, um, their quarterback, uh, Mike Hawkins, Jr. 
I did I do stuff for him though, and so I got to go to like Texas, Texas A and M, LSU, tour all the facilities, and then he did camps there this summer, and that was just incredible. Like those those trips, those facilities are just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I I live here in Austin, and there's definitely a lot of that, especially in the high schools. I mean, I'm sure you're aware, like just so much so much money in high school right, football right, in Texas, right, especially in Austin. Right. Like, yes. I'm, yes. There's some. There's some powerhouses down there for sure. Oh yeah. Yep. And they've even got like their own like radio segments dedicated to just local high school football players. It's uh, it's really cool to see. Right. And we'll see, we'll see where it goes. The, the NIL stuff's getting pretty crazy. Uh, so, you know, next, well, so Mike's a junior right now, so we'll see where it goes, uh, when he goes to college. Yep. Uh, money in money in, uh, college sports is, it's really cool to see, but like money in high school sports is a little bit like, that's kind of like the next step, I guess. And it's a little worrying. So can, I don't, you know, they can do it in other places, not in Texas currently. But in like, I, I don't know what states it is. But the, so like Quinn Ewers, who went to, uh, he went to South Lake Carroll and he left for his senior season. He went to Ohio State because he could make money in Ohio, but he couldn't in Texas. So that's why he, that's why he left early was so that he could start getting deals. And I don't know, he made a couple million doing that before going to Texas. So that's that's just like, I can't imagine being <laughs> 17 years old and, you know, moving across the country so I can get a right. multi-million dollar, right. uh, you know, media right. deals. <laughs> and what a Exactly. World. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But, uh, hey, good on him to uh, know his worth for sure. Right. Right. All right. So, uh, Brian, you have become, especially, you know, in the last year or two, you've become one of the most popular paintball media personalities and you're constantly putting out reels and highlight clips and stills of multiple different like top level teams from, uh, the best pro squads. I think, uh, your most recent, uh, reel that you posted was of Houston heat. And then, you know, it goes all the way down to like local D five teams here at USXBL. So what are some things that you've done to build your following online? So the biggest thing is consistency. You you just keep posting. I've I've learned it's a numbers game. Uh, the more you post, the the more chances you have to go viral, and that's simply that's how it goes. So I've been posting four times a day uh, recently. I think I'm gonna up that, maybe add a fifth in there. And time, I don't know. I I always had a time like I tried to do one at 10 a.m. and then like 2 p.m. and then 5 p.m. and then something later like seven. But I think moving forward we'll go like 10 noon, two, four, and six, and just schedule it out so it all goes out there. But that's what I've learned is the the biggest thing is is consistency. Um, also, it's kind of frustrating because some of the some of the best clips are just people dumping paint on the ground. That's what I joke about is I've made a career of people dumping paint, and those videos, people dumping paint, will always outperform even the coolest clip. Like at the at the last NXL, we had uh, uh, Boyum and JC. You know, they got into that exchange. And they're just wailing on each other. And I posted that one and that did, okay. That got like, you know, 400,000 views. But then I posted mouse dumping a pod on the ground and that's like millions of views. And I'm just like, it's just so frustrating. But if it works, I'll just keep posting people dumping paint on the ground or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's good filler content until you get the really good stuff. 
So yeah, consistency is the most important thing when trying to grow um, on any of these socials. Yeah, one of my uh, teammates in the chat, Ashtray, it's uh, Mike Lundgren, who's on the Titans with me as well. He says the comments on those uh, videos are always the best. Yeah, it's all. It, right. I have so much fun trolling all of those like non-paintball people. They're just like they're wasting so much ammo. Right, like, <laughs> and and that's why they do well is because it, it gets um emotional and like the com yeah the comments are hilarious. People get angry mm -hmm. about it or they're just like my OCD is kicking in. I can't or I'd be picking up paintballs off the ground or you know, who knows what, but. Yeah, they the, those videos are undefeated. It's super frustrating because I have one of um of Jacob Edwards at the Dallas, which they actually won. Mm -hmm. And on Facebook, I think that had seventy one million views when I looked today, Jeez. which I didn't even know it had gone that crazy. I was like, oh my goodness, like that's that's whoa! And it's like a really boring clip, <laughs> but for some reason the algorithm caught it and it it went. Oh, all right. I'd be really curious to like see if anybody can crack the code on how the algorithm works. If it's like timing or who, you know, certain keywords or what, but it's right, just like, it's right. crazy to me that some of these like mundane clips just like pop off. And then like the, the best stuff, which is like, you know, for people like inside the scene, they, they know and appreciate it, but like no one else cares. It seems like that, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> Um, so, but I've actually kind of, uh, tricked the algorithm because, so I've posted so many, well, all of us has posted so many bad reloads because we've been taught that they do well. So now when you post like a really good, clean reload, like they'll freak out. Like, so we, we have them now cause they'll just be like, oh my gosh, he did it. Like, so I posted one of Alex Frazier recently and he missed one ball and people were just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's great. So now I can, you know, get good reloads too. And, 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 and both of them will do well. Hell yeah. You can't lose if you play both sides, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Cool. So, uh, kind of, you said like most of your stuff is like short format. So is, ha have you found that that short format gets you more views and like, if you post like longer videos or even like gifts or stills or like something edited with like music in the background. So like what? format is it that you find gets you the most views so it seems the the short clips the reels the highlight highlight clips with just the natural audio so i guess more raw that <laughs> performs the best and is also the easiest to make because because i had start so i had started and i was doing all photos right so that was my gimmick i did all photos but i would take them and turn them into videos and they looked really cool but they also take a long time to make. You didn't have audio, so I'd have to find a song for every clip, which I spent a lot of time looking for songs when I was doing it that way. And that you'd always find, you know, the song that went perfectly, but man, it was a lot. It, so I switched to video this summer or spring, I would guess. Um, the, the quarterback for Allen, he wanted video. And I was like, okay, I think I know enough to be able to do this. So let's give it a shot. So I went out and I filmed him doing a workout and it wasn't great. It was pretty good, but I couldn't see, like I couldn't track the ball with a tiny little camera monitor. Mm -hmm. So I went out and bought, you know, an external monitor that you put on it and that helped a lot. And then at that point I just went, you know, full in video, but I had saw that, you know, the short videos was the way to go. 
and I could save a lot of time. I wouldn't have to find songs, but um, that that's it's it's unfortunate because you think you know like you want to make like a long nice edit. You put a ton of work into it, and you think, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be the one," and then it's just it just bombs, and you're like, "Man, I should just be making short clips." So it's a little frustrating there, but it works. So uh, I'm not gonna mess with it. Yeah, it makes me sad because like some of those longer like like full length twenty minute, let's say you like film a whole match or something like that, and you get you know you work on getting different angles and overlaying like the score, or the time, or whatever, like that takes a ton of work. Like even like I just kind of film our own practices and even that, like just kind of going and then cutting out the dead time and then overlaying scores and time and whatnot. Like if, uh, like if I put up a camera in the tower for one of our USXBL events, like that took such a long time. And (laughs) so I, I can't imagine like, and that's just me like basically cutting out the dead time, overlaying it and then, done like that's not like touching up anything adjusting any lighting or anything like that right right so it's it's a shame that like some of those longer videos they only get like a few thousand views when it's like hey you're really getting a big picture here right right or i mean think of like the classic paintball movies too right you know push and all those like it'd be awesome to make one of those but it just the time spent versus what I could be doing. Otherwise it's, it's kind of a bummer, but Mm. I don't know. It's, it's just the culture we're in. You know, you look at sports center and house of highlights and overtime and like all these accounts that just have people submit stuff. It's just all highlight clips that, you know, that's kind of the attention span now too, is people just want to watch, you know, the, it's the TikTok. TikTokification of uh of media pretty much. I mean, I see it firsthand. So I'm an I'm an elementary school teacher and I teach music. So I see kids pre-K all the way up to fifth grade and I definitely notice the effects. Like right, you can't right. you can't hold anyone's attention longer than probably four minutes. That's right. You know, and that's if you're lucky. Right. So, right. Absolutely. So uh, everybody in the chat, I see we've got a couple of viewers here live. Uh, welcome. Uh, if you have something that you want to ask Brian, go ahead and type your questions in the chat and we will get to it towards the end. Uh, so Brian, what has been your favorite single moment that you've captured on camera? See, I've, so I, that's a tough one. Recently, it's been when Dynasty wins, Archie will come up to the camera and give me a, a one. I really, I really like those moments. And I was like, Hey, it happened again. You know, I was like, Oh wow. Look at that. You know, he, he keeps winning. So, um, I like that one. But then recently I got a, a pretty sweet, uh, one V one that Archie was in, but Nick Sloviak hit him with the one ball. They're both like super low on paint. It had been going on forever. And, and I just had a really good angle. I just kind of crept behind Nick. I was like, all right, let's just keep sliding over a little bit. And that, that is one of the cooler moments. Cause man, I have minutes of them snapping. And then finally, you know, I just made a quick little clip at the end, but that one was really cool. So. Those are some big moments too. Like I, I would have thought that maybe the, the standoff that happened in Chicago was, would have been uh, up there, but. Yeah, gosh, you- that standoff. I was, so I was in a terrible position cause I was, I was on snake side and it was on the D side. And so we saw it started to happen and then there's just paint just flying over the top of the bunker. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh. So I like grabbed my monopod and I'm like moving over, trying to get an angle. And, and I got in and they're still going. And so I got in there at the end and I got a little bit, but I was pretty sad that I hadn't got the whole thing. But so, so that's one big thing with paintball media is usually, so 50, 50% of the time you're on the wrong side, right? So it, you're on snake side and something will happen on Dorito side. So uh, a lot of Dorito players do get sad though, because they say they get less media and such uh marcelo but um a big thing is is that snake side it's it's lower right so mm -hmm. you can see so much more and you can still see across if something crazy like that happens or if, if there's you know action over there so you can still shoot across without being blocked out as much but i do think we need to get rid of some bunkers there's too many bunkers out there in general a lot of, a lot of big bunkers and i don't know one day we need to sit down uh me and some other media guys and, and kind of build like the perfect media layout right like what mm -hmm. that gives us good angles it gives you nice uh breakout angles like into the snake um just different stuff like that so we need to figure that out one just to just to see what we can come up with uh i don't know how good it'll be but be interesting crack. yeah along those lines what are your thoughts on this upcoming uh usxbl layout it's definitely uh ticks a lot of those boxes you were talking about a lot of stuff you know it kind of vacated the center for the most part, moved all the big bunkers to the side. Right. Right. Well, as, as a, as a center, you know, as a three, normally that makes me pretty sad. I was like, what in the world? I'd just be running to that brick on the, on the D side or something. But yeah, we'll see. I, I shot it last night. Uh, we did some night ball last night. So I was doing some shooting on that, but night, night ball's its own thing. It kind of gets a little crazy out there. Right. And mm -hmm. people are out there having fun and it's all levels of play. So I'm curious because I didn't make it to any practice weekends. So I didn't get to see too much. So we'll see. It seems like it'll be a lot of get to your primary and shoot a lot of paint. But if that's the case, then we'll just, you know, shoot reloads and we'll have lots of reloads to post, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, that's going to be your payday right there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, if, it, if it's all reloads, that's fine. Like I said, they, uh, they perform the best. And that's mm -hmm. another thing I've learned, though, which is pretty crazy. So level of player, like a lot of people think, oh, you only need to shoot pro, right? Like you like that's that's what you want to shoot. That's the best content. They clearly and haven't seen any D5 matches. Then. Exactly. So D5 has a lot of funny stuff happen, which does very good. Uh, so funny stuff always beats serious stuff, too. Right. Like so you get a funny clip that will always just just destroy no matter what that does. Well, uh, that's up there with reloads. So it doesn't matter what level you shoot. You can get the best stuff at D5. Like, so just get out there and shoot. That's, that's like one big thing is you just want to just keep shooting and don't worry about what level it is. You'll, you'll, you'll come home with something nice. Yeah. If you're, you know, just keep it rolling. Great. Uh, kind of along those lines, uh, question in the chat. Let's see. Um, how well do the bunkering videos do? they do okay not not as good as i like because they're far and few between i wish they did better some of them do pretty good and I, I posted one of archie getting bunkered at uh mm -hmm. in chicago on sunday in the rain and i can't i don't even know if that one did well uh, that was against see. level right yeah it was against level and i couldn't even see i just had the camera pointed at archie and i knew he was in focus and my my whole mask was all fogged up and 
all of a sudden this guy just comes out of nowhere and i was i was so surprised I, like i was like oh my gosh where where the heck did he come from but uh i don't know it did okay but not yeah nothing nothing like a reload video unfortunately i, I mm. you would think that bunkerings would be you know top top tier content but unfortunately not <laughs> yeah well uh i mean there's gonna be plenty of those pod dumps this this weekend so yep. uh, it yeah it should be a good yeah. weekend for you uh yeah. so kind of along those lines i mean we talked about just now like do you want to be shooting d5 do you want to be shooting pro like do you have a favorite team or or i guess a favorite division to shoot for that's a tough one i don't know i don't know like houston heat always does really good so i like to shoot them a lot you know because yaya will tear up the middle or you know chad george is just a freak athlete so and fedorov you know fedorov does fedorov things which no one else really does so they're they're definitely at the top um locally uh i don't know i don't know i mean i i like to always like to shoot paintball fit you know they always do pretty good they like they like to roast colt so that always helps um yeah, that that I I hadn't really come up with like you know who who do I love to shoot for, but that that's the thing. Like th at this point, it's just whoever will give me good stuff, and I try to find that. You know, I'm just like, all right, well, who 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 do I know? It will full send or just dumps paint, just can't hit a reload to save their life. So, seems like D five is usually good for a core sample or two a weekend as well. Right, right. Core samples do do really good too. Course, course. I had one of um of Aaron from Shut Up, and he he dove in. Or no, not Aaron of Shut Up. Um, of uh of Jared from Tribe, and he dove in and broke his barrel, and was trying to unscrew it, got it off finally, and that one did pretty good. So, um, core samples, core samples are definitely top tier content as well. So, how would you, I guess, rank in terms of like popularity? overall like how how would you rank each type of content so like you know pod dumps at the top and then like bunkerings and core samples or you know standoffs if you happen to get them or, right. or maybe so, like breakouts so it seems to be uh reloads and then yeah of course i would say core samples are definitely up there People getting overshot does really good too. Like if someone's just getting like wailed on, like those, those, those are probably second. That's probably second after reloads. Just someone just getting absolutely just blasted. That that does very good. So reloads, people getting blasted, core sample, standoff, bunkering, normal moves. I just don't shoot a lot of breakouts. I uh it's just the position. Right, like so, you know, you you you'll have to move down the field pretty quick. I need to I need to work on that, but yeah, I just I'm just like breakouts, uh, like because I'd rather be positioned uh, a couple of bunkers up in the snake, waiting for you to run into the snake and get that dive, as opposed to the you know the whole squad just breaking out wherever they're going. Right. Have you ever done like a Houston Heat ten second point? Yeah, I got a couple of those. I got a couple. I posted one recently of Yaya running down, and that was a really good one. Those those are always really fun. So for those, I I know like I'll know when they're gonna go for it. So I'll just go down to the other side of the field, 
and then I'll just film and have them coming at me. That's that's what I've learned with those those quick points is you want to be where they're going and then you'll get them flying over the bunker or whatever, trying to hit the buzzer and stuff like that. So yeah, those those are good ones too. Well, yeah, that's definitely not how I would imagine like the, the tier list of that at all. I would imagine that right. probably core, core samples at the top still. And then, you know, people getting overshot, but definitely not pod dumps. Um, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, what camera setup are you running on the field currently? Okay. So currently I'm using a Sony FX3, which is primarily a video camera. Um, and then I use a 35 to 150 millimeter lens, which is different. Um, most people, most photographers out there and videographers are using a, a 70 to 200. So going to 35 is I can zoom out a lot more and with the 150, I can still get the action that's going on in the middle or across the field. So when I get crazy stuff happening in the snake though, I can zoom way out and still get most of the action. And I've been really, really, really enjoying this setup. Um, so then I usually carry a, in a holster, I have a, a camera that I'll carry for stills for like pit photos and stuff, um, which I need to pull out more and use it. Cause I, you know, so you, you just get going, you get in the groove and then you forget to pull out the, the pit camera. But uh, that's what I've been rocking recently. Uh, when I was doing photos, I would do two cameras. I'd have a, the 70 to 200, uh, on the Sony A1 and then have another A1 with like a 24 to 70 or, you know, like a 50 millimeter prime lens. Uh, but always, always multiple cameras. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I know uh, when I had Carlos on back, you know, goodness, almost three months ago now, uh, he was always using that Sony a one as well. Um, I know that you, he said that, uh, you kind of taught him a lot of the tricks and the things that he uses now. Um, but so it sounds like at least recently you've kind of transitioned away from kind of using like the really high speed, uh, stills camera and switch over to just shooting video. Yep. 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 I just use, you know, pure, pure video camera right now. Um, it it's it's the way to go that i would use the sony a1 uh and carlos and i were talking about this but it just overheats so fast so when you're trying to shoot the the slow-mo with it like you can't here in texas it doesn't work <laughs> so the so my camera now has a has a dedicated fan in it which makes all the difference and i'm able to stay out there you know no, no matter how hot it gets i can stay out there and i overheated it once this summer but that's it which is which is pretty impressive you know when it's 105 out there and you're standing on right. the turf so it's like 100 and who knows what so and yeah i i wouldn't even think to think about overheating uh yeah it's that's a lot of things that you have to think about on top of like you know getting the angles and just kind of protecting yourself or just kind of you know paying the price for getting the shot um so uh, besides like the cameras, the bodies and the lenses, like what other things do you do to protect yourself and your equipment? So I do more, a lot of guys run out there with like nothing on the camera and I'm just like, no, that's not the way. So when I was doing photos, I'd have a rain cover. I'd had, I had a think tank, uh, hydrophobia, which was a, a pretty, pretty good rain cover. So I was able to control everything, uh, all the settings. I knew everything without looking. I knew where the buttons were. 
um, just practice, which is uh, when you're doing uh, photography or videography, it's something you want, you want to be so familiar with your camera that it's just an extension. So I highly recommend that, you know, even if you're not using a cover, you should, you should be able to press all the buttons and, and hit what you're looking for without looking. Um, so now I take two towels, I have two like microfiber towels and I kind of, I just put them over, um, over the camera and I have clips and I have little bongo ties and it's just to stop the paint spraying on them. And if it gets shot, that's fine to it. You know, it'll eat the hits. And I do have, uh, expensive rain cover, which I used in Chicago, which paid off big time. I mean, when I say like $300 rain cover for a camera, but Peace. if you think about how much the gear is underneath that's a small investment as opposed to, you know, replacing all of it. Mm. And it worked great. I was shocked. Like it, cause it was in Chicago, it was coming down. Like it was, you could, you could hear it just hitting the rain cover in some of my videos. And it's just like, it was so loud, but it paid off big time. So I, I, I like to protect my gear. A lot of people will just run out there naked and I get so nervous. I'm like, nah. I... Yeah, that's a, that's a big investment. I know Carlos was telling me that he was trying to get a new lens and I, I think he actually just bought it recently, but he was saying it was like yep. a $2,000 plus lens. And I was like, geez, yep. that's, that's like just the lens. It's not including the body or anything else. Right. Right. So glass is super important. That's, that's one thing is, you know, you, you pay for these lenses and, and I do put, I do, I used to just run the lens naked, but now I put um, UV filters on. Uh, but I found good ones. You have to buy good ones because if you don't, it'll just shoot through and then it'll break the glass and then the, and then glass, the glass will scratch shards, up yeah. your lens. Yep. So you, you have to buy high quality ones and they're out there. I, I use um, Polar Pro. Polar Pro makes a great UV filter, super thick. And then I do have another tip is a lot of uh, people go out there with the lens hoods on the camera. But I buy these little rubber ones, which I learned about in basketball. So you screw those in and then you screw the UV on there. And then essentially you could have a couple of those sitting around. And if you get hit in the lens, you know, you just unscrew that one and put that whole thing back on, but it keeps paint from getting in the threads. Um, and it doesn't break off because I had a lens break at world cup last year. And so I was just walking and I went to go take a photo and everything was black. And I was like, what the heck happened? And then I looked and then my cover was still attached to the lens hood, the plastic lens hood, but it had fully broken off. And so the cover was in front of it and I was like, oh my gosh. So those things are really fragile. And I sent the lens into Sony for repairs and they said it was uneconomical to repair it. So they're like, all right, well, this thing's totaled. And I was like, what? So I, the lens still worked pretty good though. So I gave it, I gave it to a friend. I gave it to Dylan uh, for him to use. And it works great. Uh, you, you know, there's no, you can't put a lens hood on it anymore or a, or a lens cap for that matter, but there's, you know, some rubber, rubber ones you can place over them. So that's, that's like a big thing. I see everyone out there with their, their lens hoods on there. And I just, I just, I'm just like, no, no, it's going to break that no matter what those, those will break. If those get shot, those are, those are breaking off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to protect yourself, protect your gear for sure. Uh, so Brian, we talked about kind of like your, your equipment, but now let's talk about your editing process. Uh, so, uh, I know we were kind of talking before the show, like you're not really booked by teams at this point so much. You kind of just like 
go out there and you, you know, you get your footage. So, uh, I guess before we, before we get into the editing process, tell me about like kind of your approach for getting content and posting it nowadays. Yeah. So now, so most of my stuff comes from Facebook. So they, so these platforms, that's, that's the, one of the big reasons why I switched to video too, is because these platforms, they all play for, they're paying for reels. Um, Facebook pays for reels. Instagram pays for reels. YouTube is now going to do it as well with shorts. Um, so I was like, all right, well, let's, uh, let's just keep posting these and, and Facebook has been paying pretty good. So I haven't really been taking teams because that allows me to go out and just capture whatever I think will do well. And then I don't have any deliverables. So I don't have, you know, people breathing down my neck, like, Hey, when, 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 are, when can we get those videos? But that's another thing. Like I hadn't found a way to distribute videos either. Like with photos, that was easy, right? I could be like, all right, bang, bang, bang. Here's all your edited photos. And then with the video, because I don't shoot like the full matches like um, Solus does or whatever, which, like you said, are awesome, but I don't shoot that way. I just shoot for highlight clips. So I, I didn't know how to deliver video. So I, would, I was like, well, how do I even charge a team if I don't know what I'm going to have to give to you? But luckily, I was in a position where I didn't even have to do that. So now I just try to go look and try to get the craziest stuff I can find or you know, I'd look for, you know, who's going to dump the most pain or who's going to run at each other or who, you know, what kind of, what kind of crazy stuff we can find. So. Yeah. Finding out that it's the platforms themselves that are paying you was kind of the most interesting thing to me. Like I would imagine that if anybody, like if it wasn't teams and maybe it was like the leagues themselves that were uh, covering for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, when I do work at NXLs, I do work for the NXL, but I just, you know, give them all the clips I get and it's like, all right, here you guys go. Thanks for letting me be here. And, um, that's, that's worked out, you know, pretty good. So it's, it's a strange, uh, strange position to be in, but it, it's, it's working out really cool. And I've been able to, you know, just fly to events, uh, around the country and, and cover them. And it's, oh, it's been worth my while every time. So Gotcha. Like, um, is that, is that kind of a unique position among photographers that you're in or, uh, is that, is that common or? No, it's not common yet. I mean, I tell them, you know, keep posting. Like I, no one, no one had, uh, no one had been on the Facebook grind and I didn't even know, like I was, I was just posting. That's the thing. You want to post your stuff to everything because you don't know what the next big one will be, you know, next big platform or, um, anything like that. So I, I, who knew that Facebook would end up paying the most, which is great. I mean, sure. I'll take it, but it's also, man, Facebook's tough. Facebook, like when you want to talk about comments, the, the comments on Facebook, it, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I have some friends getting banned and stuff and I'm like, how are these guys commenting on my, on my videos? How are <laughs> these guys not banned? Right? Like you look yeah. at what your friends say. Cause they'll say, Oh, well, I was, I got, I got, uh, put in jail for this one. And you're like, Okay. And then I read the paintball comments and I'm like, what, how, how, how are you not, uh, in Facebook jail yourself? So that's a, that's a whole other thing right there. Uh, so with your editing process, uh, so for, let's say like a typical event or a typical, like, let's say like one single match that you're shooting for, for let's say Houston heat. And I know you said like, you don't really shoot full matches. You're just kind of going for highlight clips, but I, I would assume that if you're, 
there on the field with Houston Heat, you're probably staying there for the entire match. Uh, so for one for one match for the pros, like how much footage or how much like content do you usually have just raw after a match? So one match, I'm not quite sure exactly, but at Chicago, I had about four hours of footage a day. That, that on average, that you know, so you break it up by um, matches then too. But yeah, so I, I just you know I just go out there and I'll let it roll and see 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 what shows up on the on the on the screen. So. Cool. And then after those four hours of raw footage, like after the entire like editing process, uh, about, you know, how many clips does that leave you with? It all depends. I don't, cause sometimes like I'll be like super, like super strict, like, all right, we're only going for bangers or like, you know, like one little thing will be off. Be like, all right, we're going to scrap that. So that's, that's something I need to, to see. Cause the, uh, so in my process, I'll go through, and then I'll, I'll put all the um, footage on the timeline and then I'll cut the clips that I think are good and then throw them in a folder. And then I'll go back depending on the time crunch and I'll make a couple, right? Like I'll, if, if it's the night of, I'll, I'll put a couple of reels out. So I'll find a good clip or I like to have a clip in mind each day, right? Like what, all right, what's, what's the banger clip and then what's the, the next best clip and so some days it's easy, like with a standoff, it was easy. And some days, you know, you just get so tired and you forget everything. You're like, so, all right, well, what the heck did I even get today? So you you want to go and make a couple clips a night. And I try, like I said, I try to do four a day, but at events, it man, it's, it's, you're up against, cause you're exhausted. Cause you know, you're standing all day. And then I, I get back and, you know, you try to eat, but at the same time, you're like, man, I really want to put these out like super quick at the same time. So it's a, it's a never ending battle of uh, fighting sleep versus, you know, getting the content out. Yeah, I bet. And especially just like that very quick turnaround, which I'm sure like everybody is just, or at least people inside the scene, the paintball scene are just you know constantly looking for highlight reels of like that day. So you have to get it up pretty quick after you know the day's matches or even you know i've right. seen some some photographers and videographers they'll post clips like midday sometimes right well see when i was doing photos i could just wi-fi off the camera and then put it on my phone hit it with a quick edit and crop in lightroom and then put it up instantly so like the match wouldn't even be over and i'd have the photo up which is super fun like I, in in all other sports that's the name of the game right is speed so like you go to a basketball game and like something will happen and they'll have it up like right away. So I, I, I tried to do that because that was what I wanted to do is right. I wanted to do um, professional sports, uh, not necessarily paintball. So I was like, all right, well, let's practice just being as fast as possible. Um, and it's, it's like a fun little challenge. It's like a mini game in itself is how quick can I get this clip up? So with video, it takes a little bit more because you got to dump the card to the laptop. Well, I'll have my laptop with me and depending on, you know, sometimes I'll be able to, you know, bang one out real quick. I, I will make clips during the day, but it just, it just depends. Cause I get, I get a lot of FOMO. Like, cause if I'm not out there, you, crazy stuff could be happening. You, you never know. Like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of some recent ones I've missed, but none are coming to mind immediately. So probably something to do with NYX. Yeah. I, so I do take a lot of breaks during NYX. 
uh, just because, you know, there's sometimes you just need breaks, but I've learned that they, they quickly taught me that that is not the way to go. Right. So, um, <laughs> so with, you know, pod dumping and all that stuff, you got, you got to be out there when they're on the field, they're, they're always John and you, you don't want to miss it. So yeah. Yeah, for that one point of match that they win, you want to be sure you're capturing it because you'll you'll get like all the different pod dumps and all the shit talking between each other. So um, CJ Cantor, who plays for NWAX, he actually makes videos for GI as well. So he will go out there and he will play his matches. And then when his matches are over, he'll get his camera and go out there and film. And then he'll get some film from some other guys as well. And his edits are just incredible. Like he is so talented. And I'm just like, I couldn't imagine. Cause I'm just exhausted from just shooting all day. And this man's, you know, out there putting it all on the line at a high level and, and running, running people down and then making videos. And I'm just like, that's a lot. Yeah, I bet man. Uh, but, uh, so it, he posts like his stuff, like on the main GI sports page. Uh, I think so. I think they're usually all like YouTube videos and stuff. So, um, I know they're on there. I'll I'll make sure to link yeah. you some, but he's very good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know that about CJ. That was really cool. Yeah, uh, when I first saw one, I was like, "Whoa, CJ made that." I was like, "Wow, this is this is nice." So yeah, well, I'll let you know which ones he's done. Awesome. Uh, so you said you use like back when you were doing photos, you use Lightroom, but like now that you're doing videos primarily, what program do you use to edit and? Like, do you have like kind of prepared settings that you import uh, footage for, depending on like the weather or the day? Not really, not really. So I I try to nail you know try to nail it all down in camera. So I use Premiere Pro, um, which is Adobe uh, Lightroom's Adobe Photoshop's Adobe. So I ha- I had the full Adobe suite uh, coming from uh, photos, and I had learned basic Premiere making the little clips I did with the photos. So. I just stuck with it. I was like, all right, because yeah, I could do Final Cut or DaVinci, but um, I knew Premiere, so I've stuck with that so far. I don't think, I don't, you know, people have had a lot of problems with it crashing and such, but I haven't, I guess, because I don't do, like, massive projects. I don't have, like, my, like, my timeline's not, like, you know, six different layers. So I've, I haven't had too many issues. It's worked out pretty good. Um, so, yeah, so Premiere. Gotcha. And so how long does, like the editing process take, um, let's say like you get your raw footage for the day and then you're looking for like one clip. So how long does it take for you to edit from down from that, you know, raw footage that you get to like your finished post? Uh, not long. If I know where it is, like, cause I'll have a, if I can remember what clip I'm looking for, I'll, I'll have it pretty quick. So it takes like four to five minutes to dump a card to the computer. Okay. So we'll say five minutes for that. Then I'll have a pretty good idea during the day when it happened. So I'll be able to locate it. Uh, give me a couple minutes there. And then you just, you just cut it. And then I have a sequence made, which is the vertical sequence for um, reels and, and all that stuff. So then I'll, I'll put the vertical sequence on, I'll drag it on there, uh, make sure it like fits properly. And then uh, I have like a, a basic kind of color grade that I use. So I just slap that on there and then make sure the exposure is good and then export it. So hard to clip if I just go real fast and I have a decent idea where it is, I could probably make one in about 10 minutes, maybe less. Wow. Wow. And that's with like, you know, kind of having to go track down that 
footage. Uh, I know that uh, some people that post YouTube videos, uh, like especially, you know, video gamers on YouTube that take footage from their stream. I know of one, uh, one YouTuber, he has like a hotkey that he has on his computer that anytime like a cool moment comes up, he'll just like hit that button. And what it'll do is it make like a blip or something on the audio track. That way when he's, he's going back, he can just see like where the blips are and he can find it just like that. Have you ever, uh, you know, seen that before considered a way to implement that so um gary paintball photography the you know the the guy the camera godfather out there at nxl's he's been doing it you know for 20 years or so so I, I don't know if he does it still but when he would get a banger photo he would take a photo of the sky so he would know like when growing through real quick you like he'd see the photo of the sky so he'd be like all right so it's right before that or whatever so i was like that's a pretty good way so i need a implement something like that and then i know or i just need to take notes in my phone actually i did that a couple of times i started taking notes in my phone like I'd, I'd write the time down and then like a brief what happened and that seemed to work pretty good as long as i remember to do it i think that's the way well man yeah i think that would uh at, at least for the youtuber that i watch it really cuts down his editing time so that he can focus more on like the actual editing process um, so yeah, that's, that's crazy that it only, you know, takes that short of a time to, especially with the amount of views that you're getting on your, uh, platforms. Right. right. And that's the, that's like, I know in gaming, that name of the game is speed, like say a new game comes out and you get a clip, you want to get it out right away. So I know mm -hmm. that those guys have editors that'll make them like right, right as they happen too, which is just, it's just wild. But in, in, in everything, I guess speed is the name of the game. So yeah yeah exactly uh so kind of like with your posting schedule i know you say you post like five times a day or now or you're trying to get it to the five times a day uh for your different like profiles like uh TikTok, facebook youtube are you reusing the same clips on multiple platforms or does each platform get like their own dedicated posts no i thought about that i, I was like all right so so should i like post different clips on them and i was like you know i think all Excuse me. Hang on. I think all the audiences are different. So I just, I put the same clip up every time. Uh, I would definitely forget which ones I've used on what. I'd, I'd have to have a pretty uh, in-depth uh, spreadsheet if I was doing it that way, mm -hmm. I think. So yeah, it'll just be the same one across all. So usually I do uh, Instagram first, then Facebook, then YouTube, and then TikTok. That's just the order that I post so just so I know, but I've been figuring out how to schedule them. So used to when you post them from the scheduler, like the quality wouldn't be as good. Like you had to post it from your phone, which was super frustrating, but I've been having an issue since Sunday on my Facebook app on my phone where the reels aren't showing up and I could get to them and be able to post them from my phone but they wouldn't show up as reels. So they wouldn't count towards my reels bonus, which is a pretty, you know, a pretty big problem. But then I started using the creator studio and I uploaded some from the scheduler and they actually looked really good. So that's gonna make things a lot easier so that I can now just start scheduling posts, mm -hmm. which I'm very excited about. I need that. I need that for Instagram though because I don't think you can collaborate with someone, which is something I try to do on every post. Um, I don't think you can collaborate with a scheduler, which is kind of a bummer. So 
Yeah, I think Facebook uh, did some sort of update this past week where like I know that it forced I think it was when they were implementing like maybe two factor authentication more or something like that. But I know I like got forced signed out of everything and I had to sign back in on all of my devices. Uh, and right. I kind of encountered a similar thing with uh, like posting stuff for the podcast where um, there, there was some sort of switch over where like, instead of just like opening like the, the business suite, like you, now you have to like go like, interact as like the page profile or something something like that there's like an extra step or two in there now and right uh, seems a little bit frustrating but i'm glad that you know at least the post quality is working out good for you so that you can plan plan everything out a lot better yeah that helps a lot and then like i said i nailed down the times i know when i want to do it you know something every two hours just keep it just keep it flowing just keep the content coming well so um I guess, uh, let's see, we got another question in the chat here. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, oh, uh, greed. I'm assuming that's Jason. Uh, he says, uh, here's it again. Yeah. He said, don't lie verb. You like, sh you like shooting for whoever is winning. That's true too. I tell him, you know, whoever, whoever wins, I'll go eat with them. <laughs> so so I tell you know if you, if you don't win I'm not I'm not gonna come eat with them so awesome uh so another question I guess I have um you know you said that Facebook is the one that's uh, I guess paying you the most for your for your content uh, are you finding like is it because you're getting the most views on Facebook or you know how how is that working exactly like which platform gets you the most views and which platform has the best like I guess number of viewers to payment ratio. Right. So Facebook definitely has a number of viewers to payment ratio. Um, I think I, th I get a lot of views on Facebook. Way more than Instagram right now. I'm trying to think how many. Let me look real quick. Let's see if I can pull it up super fast. Um, TikTok gets a lot of views. Uh, and I don't even, you know, people say you have to con make your content for TikTok. But, you know, just the post in the videos, it's worked out pretty good. Um, so like so far this month, I have 45 million views on Facebook. So that's, and there's still like two weeks left on this month. So it goes in cycles, right? So it's showing me for this period, which started on, um, September 19th. So it goes mm -hmm. till October 20th. So I have two weeks left and we have, yeah. Uh, 45.7 million views there. Uh, Instagram, I think in the last month, I have like 9 million. So it's not even close, right? Like Facebook is dominating. And then TikTok, let's see if we can pull that up too. Um, but I'm shocked. Like I cannot believe the amount of views on Facebook. One thing is though, Facebook makes it easy to share the posts, right? So that mm -hmm. really helps out the, the reach. Because um, I'll share it when I post, I'll share it to a couple of groups and such. And um, that definitely increases the views quite a bit. And then so on TikTok, if it loads. Oh, wow. TikTok's crazy. It's still less, though. In the, in the past uh, 28 days on TikTok, I have 36.4 million. Jeez. Well, I so, can tell you in the last... 28 days on YouTube, I have 840 views. So that's, right, uh, right. 
Yeah, we you've can built up quite the following too. with yours. Yeah, right. Right. It still blows my mind. I, it still doesn't even feel real. Um, yeah, let me find my, my YouTube analytics. And the shorts on YouTube are going crazy as well. Um, let's see. Make this big real quick. Analytics. Uh, last 28. Okay, it's not that crazy, but we're getting there. Because uh, I don't have quite the following on YouTube yet. But in the last 28 days on YouTube... Mainly short is 5.1 million. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to come to you for some tips on how to, how to kind of get my viewership out. I'd love to get the word spread on, uh, on the right, podcast right. a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Oh, yeah. We, well, need, we need to get some other stuff. We need to have, you need to have some little clips, you know? To, uh... <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, actually, because on back on Alex Martinez's episode, he made a little comment. Like, I was asking him, like, you know, about his sponsors and, like, Planet Eclipse because we were talking about the uh, BKIT documentary. And uh, I think one of the questions in the chat was, like, what's your what was his favorite, like, Eclipse gun? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I just love the CS2, but I think they have a new one coming out soon. And it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta find a way to clip that or right. something. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I mean, that's the thing too is you can you can just cut little clips from this too from the mm-hmm. from from the episodes and just go and you know cut little ten second clips or uh you know stuff like that. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, especially now knowing like it's that the attention span of my kids matches the attention span of the rest of the world now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. The attention spans are, are way down. So <laughs> yeah. For those of y'all listening, don't know, I actually am an uh, elementary school music teacher. So I see kids age, uh, four years old up to 11. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a little bit scary knowing that now too. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the attention span I'm looking for. Right. You know, like I, I know that you can't make anything too long these days. So you, you just gotta, you know, quick hitters and and just keep, just keep, like I said, just keep pumping them out because you never know which one's going to go viral. Like I've had some go viral and I'm just like, what, why is this? You know, it just blows mm-hmm. my mind. I'm just like, why, why this one? Yeah. I love how like my reaction to all the attention spans, I'm like, oh God, my job is so much harder. And now your job is like, oh, I can, <laughs> my job is right. so much easier now. Yeah. Right. Great. Right. Yeah. I don't have to actually edit and I can just, you know, just uh, throw them out there and, and <laughs> Yeah, Brian Wolf, everybody, part of the problem. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm absolutely contributing to it. <laughs> All right, so Brian, we're getting toward the end of our show. Uh, are there any Texas-based teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? So, who in Texas, like if Texas doesn't know about them, who do they need to know about? Oh man, well, I feel like they know about most of them. I'm trying to think of uh, who we need to know about uh, in the on the media side. Everyone needs to know about uh, Dylan filmed it. Uh, he he does some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, very very creative guy, and uh, big shout out to him. He he says to keep making things, which is kind of you know what I've been plugging away here is you know you just keep making things. Um, I don't know. I th- I think uh, we got some cool stuff going on at Fit, but I mean, most people definitely know about Fit. But you know, this this Mech X Ball thing that that's my biggest thing is I just love Mech X Ball. Um, they do uh, 
they do a draft. Uh, you get a cool um, jersey to wear for it. Um, uh, based on a basketball team, they'll have six teams, so they'll have six different jerseys, and and it's all skill levels, and they match up pretty well. Like they do a great job of of matching up, uh, so you're not playing anyone out of your skill level. So um, mechanical X ball, come play mech X ball. There's one in two weekends on Saturday, uh, October fifteenth. So come and play and come and shoot me. Come and shoot me when I can shoot back. <laughs> I think that's uh the weekend right after usxbl so it is, i think it and is. i think they're gonna be like they usually do like if you have leftover event paint just come and shoot it right at this right. event type deal yep yep that's byop as well so i mean you need to come play one of those things because those things are just i know it's a lot but one of these days you got to come out because it is absolutely a blast yeah i've got a uh i've got an emac in the closet that i bust out every now and then i've just been uh focused so much on the the tournament scene, you right. know, just like with the Titans right now, like we're in uh first place for the GCS yeah. series. And then we have a, if the stars align and, you know, tribe gets knocked out in prelims, then, you know, we have a shot at taking the main series as well. Right. So, right. Yeah. It's just been a grind. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Emac is the best gun ever for the price oh, yeah. for what it is. Emac is the best gun ever. hundred <laughs> percent. I think the Emac is, uh, Probably the single biggest reason why uh, paintball is growing currently. It helps a lot. If you go, man, could you imagine? So if I think back to 1995, if I went out and my first rental gun was an EMAC, oh my gosh, that changes everything, right? Like, I mean, sure, I stuck around, but who knows who else would? Because you, you, you're not even at a disadvantage um, out there most of the time. So yeah, EMAC is is the truth. EMAC and then like 50 cal EMACs too. Like, it's just... Yep blows my mind how accessible the game has become yep i think that's what i think that uh i don't know if that's what i used when i first came back and played that 50 cal but yeah i know they have those and they're just fantastic for sure all right let's see do we have any more uh questions in the chat let's see um see this is from i i'm assuming it's from taylor retro in the chat it's a retro t92 uh so his question is, what's your best, craziest paintball clip from a local spot you've seen in an event? All right. So not local here, but uh, we'll go to WCPPL out in California. Yeah. And I know this, you know, this Texas podcast, but man, those, those D5 and D4 kids were just crazy out there. Like they were just running at each other. And I was like, this is awesome. So I'm going back uh, in a couple weekends. It's it's uh, October 23rd or something like that because they're just crazy out there. So I was like, this is, I, I, I told the guys, I was like, you guys need to get a little, little crazier out here. You guys play too good of a paintball. You guys play too uh, good zone control. I need you to, to run at each other a little bit and get a little wild for me. But uh, yeah, and I had a clip of a guy getting shot in the nuts that did really good. And and people are so mad. They're just commenting, blind fire, blind fire, blind fire. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, that doesn't matter in in tournament paintball. The amount mm-hmm. of blind shots we shoot in tournament paintball, are it's it's a lot. So uh, it's always interesting to see what people uh, think and that they don't know uh, when it comes. Because, you know, you hear when you're playing, you know, rec ball, it's like no blind fire. Right, for good reasons, but uh, on the tournament side, they, they, that is definitely not a rule. So, Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm curious, like kind of another question that I just thought of, like you've you've traveled and shot for a couple of different scenes. Like you obviously hung around for a lot of the USXBLs. You started going to WC as well. You shoot the NXL events. Are there any other like uh, regional or local scenes that you shoot for? Not really. I do all the XTPLs, which are all at fit. Um, they have a lot, they have a lot of three mans, you know, they have the, the challengers and champions. And I love those because it's uh, a lot, a lot of newer players in the three mans and such. So that's always really good to, to be able to cover that. And, you know, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, look, look at this photo or video that I just, I just got from that. And of course I'm waiting for them to slip and fall up and, you know, do something <laughs> goofy, but, uh, well, you know, there's some serious ones of them too. Um, but like, so I, I would love to get out to like MVPS in Florida. I just want to compare. I just want to see how it all goes. Um, you know, I just want to, I want to feel out what each region's like and see the different styles. Uh, just, like I said, the difference between um, California and the Texas styles is very different. So um, I didn't make the last ICPL because I was playing that scenario this weekend, but I love the 10 man. I love the the mechanical. I went out to Pittsburgh for that one this year. And that was very fun. So I'm going to try to make most of the ICPLs next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious as well to hear kind of like the regional differences, like between California, Texas, the tri-state league. Um, right, you know, right, right. Seattle, like the Ninja Ball series and uh, Florida and all that. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Uh, have you ever made a, uh, a NXL Europe event or do you have any plans to? No, but after watching that one this year, oh my goodness, that looked incredible. That venue, I was just blown away. I was like, what in the world? Like, I want to go there so bad. So uh, it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, that Paris event looked really cool. And I I know that the uh, the UK events always look like just super nice fields and the venue and all that. And then you just have, you know, the rest of England in the background. Just really, really cool venues that you get to do. Right, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to do that, and it, and the different format is interesting too with the, excuse me, with the uh, only the four pods. Um, I'm curious to see how that plays if it's you know, gets me faster paced stuff or something like that. So that'd be interesting to see. All right, uh, I think that does it for our time, Ryan. Thank you so much for, right. uh, thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, I definitely want to shout out Paintball Fit. Um, that's that's kind of where I learned to do all this stuff, right? Like it that has helped me along a lot. Just having such a great place to be able to go out and practice. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, practice is important for all of us, and so that's that's how I've gotten to where I'm at. And I just you know kept practicing. So um, big shout out to them. Uh, big shout out to the NXL for uh, always bringing me on and. Um, I don't know. Shout out to the wife for letting me do this. And yeah. Well, oh, man. Uh, so thank you, Brian, for uh, appearing on the show. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to go follow Brian. That's at verbal on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, do you have any other platforms besides this for? No, not yet. All right. Uh, so y'all, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Uh, be sure to leave a comment down below. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Uh, I'd like to give some shout outs to my partners and sponsors, 
uh, FU Athletics, get that shot, paintball kumite, and compete. Um, if I see you this weekend, for anybody that's going to USXBL, uh, I actually have merchandise now. I've got some tech tees that I'm going through uh, compete with. Uh, you can order them, uh, pre-order them by messaging me. Or if you're at USXBL this weekend, you can order them directly from me or from uh, Jell Stewart, who's going to be in his uh, compete booth. <clears throat> so y'all, uh, I'll see you this weekend if you're at USXBL. And next week, we are gonna uh, we will have episode 17 with Dylan Strickland, who is the, uh, he's the leader of the Texas Titans, a really good friend of mine, really excited to finally get uh, Dylan on there. We tried to, you know, keep everybody waiting for that one, but it's finally time. All right. So Brian, thank you so much for your time, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one.